Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Today we've got a crazy plagiarism-related malicious compliance story. We'll get to that in a bit, but first, no refunds once you stepped out of the store? Fine, I won't step out of the store. This happens in a large store in a European country. When you purchase something from them and for any reason want to return the item, their policy is that they never give money back. They only give you a voucher redeemable same day only. I went to the store today and purchased quite a long list of items. I got home. My wife looks at them and says that we don't need some of them. I go back to the store. Barely 20 minutes pass. The returns manager smiles at me as I tell her I'd just purchased these and would like to return them. She tells me that I stepped out of the store, so she can't refund. Only give me a voucher and I must buy something else. I'd already bought everything I needed. Then she tells me to take the products home and keep them for the next time I would need to buy something. Then I can come and get the voucher and redeem it. Imagine keeping a pair of shoes in a bowl and remember to bring them with you the next time you happen to need something. I tried to reason, but she was adamant. Those are the rules. You stepped out of the store, you don't get a refund. And then it clicked. I asked, so if someone wants to return an item without leaving the store, they get the money back? They say yes. You see where this is heading? Malicious compliance kicking in. I asked to return the items and get the voucher. I take the voucher, get inside the store, find a product to exactly the same amount, buy it with the voucher. Right after the cashier, there's the returns manager. Straight from the cashier, I go to her, hand her that random product I just bought and say, I would like to return this. I don't want it. And I never left the store. She's looking at me with barely contained rage in her eyes, I kid you not. The awkward pause was getting longer, and then her manager comes along, looks at us, and I smile at him and say, I never left the store and I would like to get a refund for this, please. He nods, silent and not looking at me. She proceeds to refund me the money in cash. Company policy, right? I'm really, really surprised that worked because in most places that have a setup like this, if you try to refund something that you bought using a voucher or store credit, they're only going to ever refund you in store credit or with a voucher. Like the chances are incredibly highly likely that there were millions of people that came before OP that would have tried to do the exact same thing, so it's kind of surprising that they would be taken so aback by this. Also, hi, I'm Steven, and if you enjoy awesome stories of malicious compliance, why not hit those like and subscribe buttons down below. That said, our next story is, Stepdad tried to punish me without hearing me out. I did what he asked. To clarify, I'm a woman. Also, my sister and I are both adults now and safely moved out. As long as I could remember, my sister, who was two years younger than me, would come up and hit me for no reason and often start fights with me. My parents started telling me that I would just have to hit her back because I'm stronger, so she would stop once she realized I would hurt her worse. Fast forward to me being 16, my sister was 14, we're sitting on the love seat in the living room with my stepdad across from us, asleep on the couch at 3pm. She hits me because I won't get up and get her a drink. I hit her back. She screams because I don't usually hit her back. 
My stepdad wakes up and starts yelling at her for being loud and demands to know what happened. She said I hit her. He then turns his anger to me. He yells at me, if you want to mess around, you can write five pages front and back. I will not bite people. If it's not done before dinner, I'm going to take your phone and books. I made it clear that I hit her, not bit her, but he got even more angry and screamed, if you think you're so smart, then write ten pages front to back. He went back to sleep on the couch. I wrote five pages front and back. I will not bite people unerotically. I will not bite people unconsensually. I will not bite people without asking first. I will not bite people because they are not food. Along with some other ridiculous things I don't remember, I finished five pages before dinner, miraculously, and he read over them. He went red in the face. I thought I told you ten pages, he raged. You said ten pages if I think I'm so smart, which I don't, I innocently replied. This is not what I told you to write. Yes, it is. You said to write, I will not bite people, and that's exactly what I did. My mom got home at that point and overheard. Coming to investigate, she flipped through the pages and laughed. It made him angrier as he answered her questions on the assignment, and she took my side, still chuckling as we started making dinner. This is kind of irrelevant to the story, but this story kind of took me back to a time in my youth that really pissed me off. There was a time I was on the school bus riding home, and for some reason they had these overhead lights on the school bus, and when they turn them on, that means you're supposed to get quiet or not talk. Well, we had a substitute bus driver for one day, and me and my friends sat all the way in the back. Where you sit all the way in the back, you can't really see the lights above your head and your periphery. And we didn't even really talk that loud, so apparently they had flicked the lights on and we were still blabbing. And me and my friend got just told off by this bus driver. And she told us, if you don't write me a paper front and back, each line filling up, I will not talk when the lights are on, you're getting a write-up. I mean, I did it, but like, looking back on it, God forbid two kids talk on the bus ride home. In the very back of the bus. And we didn't even talk that loud. It's not like we were screaming. We had a conversation. It frustrated me then because I did not get it. And it frustrates me now thinking back on it. This next story is the squeaky chair. Years ago, I had a daily conference call that was always attended by the same four people. Myself, my boss Mike, and our counterparts from Los Angeles, Carl and Joe. One day, we're discussing some paperwork when we hear a long screeching noise. Mike said, what was that? Joe said, sorry, I think something's come loose in my chair. It's been making a noise all day. I said, sounded like a fart to be honest. You need to lay off the taco trucks, man. Laughter was sad and the call moved on. But every day, Joe's chair was making noises. And they were getting louder and more frequent. After a week, Carl's annoyed enough to tell Joe that he doesn't want to hear that darn chair anymore. Do something about it. And the squeaks disappear. Fantastic. A month passes. Then one day we're discussing some numbers Carl doesn't have and he decides to walk over to Joe's office to grab a copy. Carl, muffled, said, What's that on your head? Joe said, It's the headset I bought last month so you don't have to listen to my chair make noise. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is plush care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. 
To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash weightloss. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Carl still muffled said, "Gosh, darn it. You know that's not what I meant. I meant you need to call the facilities and get it fixed or order a new one." Joe said, but I like my chair. Carl said, are you still going to like your chair when you get written up by IT for plugging unapproved headsets into their telephones? Well, order a new chair and I don't want to see you wearing that again. The whole time the conversation was going on, Mike and I were individually muted laughing our butts off. Carl returns to his office. Joe apparently unplugs his headset because we can all hear the chair again. And the call closes normally. The squeak continued for another week. Knowing facilities wasn't usually that slow, I asked about it. Joe said, oh yeah, they delivered it two days ago. It's still in a box though, they didn't have time to put it together. Carl said, oh thank god, I'm gonna call them and hurry them along. But as soon as the new chair is together, I want the old one gone from the office, you get me? Joe said, yes sir. Two days later, the squeak was back, and the very first time we heard it, Carl went off. Carl said, I told you to throw that chair away. Joe said, no, you said you wanted it gone from the office. It is gone from the office. I'm working from home today. Mike and I could not mute in time, and we laughed our butts off at Carl's expense. Mike said, he's right, you know. Carl said, well, then use that gosh darn headset you bought. I can't freaking see it if you're at home, can I? Joe said, yes, sir. I don't blame Joe, but dude needs to try to use some like WD-40 or something. I can't blame him though because if you find a chair that is so comfortable, you just, you know, fit right in it, it's like the chair made for you, you're not gonna wanna get rid of it even if it's squeaking like a hungry baby bird. Our next story is, you want a toothbrush? Back in the sunset of the last millennium and century, the older of my brothers Mac and I were driving together to meet my father and other brother Joe for a guys weekend. We were going to hunt for, I think, Texas Topaz, which we thoroughly enjoyed completely failing to find. While en route, we got a call from Joe on the newfangled cell phone thingy. He'd forgotten his toothbrush and wanted us to get him one when we stopped to pick up supplies. I'm not sure whose idea it was, Mac and I often had the same ideas more or less simultaneously, but the mixed look of disgust, resignation, and utter not surprise on the late teenaged Joe's face as we proudly presented him with the pinkest, girliest, cartoon characteriest kitty toothbrush the supermarket had to offer is one I'll always treasure. P.S. Yes, he used it. We were pretty far in the middle of nowhere, so his only other option was his finger, which is why he asked us to get it in the first place. Bonus points to OP and their brother if the handle glittered in the right light. There's nothing wrong about using a toothbrush that's pink and has unicorns and glitter all over it. Our next story is, you're just joking? Great, I'm ahead home. Since y'all like my last story, here's another regarding my jerk supervisor, let's call her Kathy. So I work at a Canadian coffee chain called Tim Hortons, basically Canadian Dunkin' Donuts. I was about halfway through my shift the other day when Kathy comes up to me while I was busy and says, you're staying late cause you owe me a favor, and walked away. 
Someone had called in and she wanted me to cover part of their shift. Now, if I stayed late, I'd be working 12 hours, and I'm on my third day working out of five and had to be up early the next day for another shift. Not to mention, I didn't even owe Kathy anything. The favor she's referring to is when she sent me home early because we weren't busy, which she had to do or she would get in trouble. Now, in Canada, an employer can't force you to stay later like that, so I walked up to Kathy when I had a free moment and said, If you want me to stay later, you can ask me properly. I don't disrespect you, so I expect to be given respect in return. Kathy gets snippy. Oh, calm down, I was just joking with you. I was about to fight back, but a light bulb went off in my head. I walked away and continued my work. When the people in the next shift started showing up, I ran my plan past them and they gave me the go-ahead. Cue malicious compliance. Instead of staying later, I went home at my normal time. I didn't stay later as I hadn't agreed to anything. Nearly the second I sat down at home, I got a call from none other than Kathy. I said, hello. Kathy says, where are you? I said, you were staying late today. I said, you said you were joking. She said, yeah, with how I asked, but I figured you needed hours and weren't going to say no, so I assumed you'd stay. Said, I can't, I'm busy. This is why you should have asked properly. Click. Kathy had to cover the shift. Worst part is I probably would have considered covering it had she just asked me nicely, but I'm a petty witch. I mean, is it legal anywhere to force you to stay late? Like, I just can't imagine anywhere that would enforce rules or laws that say, oh yeah, if they want you to stay late, you have to stay late. I don't blame OP though, if somebody walked past me and said, you're staying late because you owe me a favor. Well, I'm not going to want to stick around very much. Maybe I'll stick around and I'll do the bare minimum. Our next story is, teacher got my honors taken away for plagiarism for checking answers in a non-mandatory workbook. In college, I had the meanest French teacher of all time. He literally made fun of one of my classmates' boobs once. Totally inappropriate and cruel. He was a real narcissist, picked favorites and actively pointed out terrible things about the students he didn't like. He assigned us loads of work to do every single day, along with these ungraded grammar workbooks. He told us that the workbooks were just for practice, that we could do them with a friend, use the back of the book, whatever, as long as we brought the book in to show that we had done just something. For the most part, I did all of those assignments. They were mostly multiple choice or fill-in answers, so it was easy just to half-heartedly do the work and then correct it with the back of the book. When COVID hit, we had to do some of our classes remotely, so instead of him glancing at our books every day, he asked that we sent in photos of our workbook instead. Everything was going well until the very end of the term when he called out every single student for plagiarism and ultimately threatened to fail all of us from the class by getting rid of our homework grades. Don't know how that works when it was an ungraded workbook. Those who had them would lose their honors, get a permanent infraction on their record, and those with multiple offenses risked suspension. The last week of school, all of the other students accepted the infraction. Suspensions revoked and given half the homework credit if they redid their entire workbook, which would take weeks. But I was livid. I thought it wasn't fair, and I was ready to fight. My school seemed to be more concerned about the term plagiarism rather than the actual work. None of it made sense. I thought I could talk my way out of and said to the dean of the department, how can it be plagiarism if I'm writing in the book the answers came from? They said because I didn't cite my sources. 
I wanted to take it further and bring it to the Chancellor, but the Dean blackmailed me and said if I brought it up higher, they would consider all of my other infractions and I could potentially get expelled. I literally had nothing, but it was enough to scare me off. I was a week or so from graduation. When I went to redo all of my questions, I decided to just put a proper citation on every single page, citing literally the back of the same book. The dean called me in and said even though it wasn't respectable, technically it was passable because I cited my sources, so it was no longer considered plagiarism. Got my honors taken, but passed the course and still got my French major. Bygones will be bygones. Wish I did more and I think I could have won, but just that little bit of freak you felt good and saved me hours of work. So, did this guy intentionally try to trap all of those students and make them suffer for literally no reason at all? And if the book is multiple choice, how did you know? Cite your answer. What do you mean, how do I know? Cite my answer. I was literally told A, B, C, or D. I didn't use a source to answer this question. It was right there. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. Now, if you want to hear another awesome malicious compliance story, check out that video on the left. Or if you missed my latest video, check out that video on the right. That said, I'll see you all next time with some more stories. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.